Hey, Internet, how are you doing tonight? I hope you're doing well. I am Todd, and I am tired, but it's Dungeons and Dragons night, and you suck it up for Dungeons and Dragons night. That's how it works. Alright, so uh, tonight I am looking forward to playing some Dungeons and Dragons. We're on episode 42! So that's exciting. Um, not only is... That... Yeah, so... Yeah, so we're going to be playing some Descent into Avernus. It's also a bit of a homebrew as well, so if it doesn't mash up... Actually, I love the way that it mashes up. My favorite thing is to do table talk and uh, talk about all the ways that it was like, no, that was the module. No, that was just me. So it's kind of fun to, to think about that. So if you know the game, um, uh, I, I encourage you to... to Say, hey, you changed that. How did you change that? I love to, I love to hear your thoughts on the changes that are made, and the way that it just whoo, dovetails. Love that in storytelling. Anyway, enough about me. Um, uh, we're playing some Descent into Avernus. Let's meet the table, shall we? All right. I think this button works. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. So. Uh, I think I think everybody uh, is excited to get back to to hell, right? Everybody's happy, happy in hell. Oh, I missed it. Well, oh, don't yes. worry, don't you worry. It's it's good time in hell. And uh, if well, who wants to bring us basically up to speed from last game? Anybody? They hear enough of me talking. Hey, I barely remembered that we had. I barely remember what equipment I had, so I don't think I have the memory to <laughs> to recap the the episode. That's the, fair, and we're full. the souls of a whole bunch of silly paladins, and uh, met Darmida's mom again. She gave us some <laughs> advice. Said we should go free this demon lord, and here we are at the top of a pit, looking down to free a demon lord. Who Kostosh's like maw stretches out before you so um so yeah you're here to try and get somebody who can take a take a swing at zariel on your behalf keep things distracted uh you also had a slight complication do you want to tell us about that bella oh yeah i plead the fifth no <laughs> honestly oh that yeah um so unbeknownst to us when we entered the um the kind of tomb area uh we kind of got attacked by a life sucking ghost um i went from i think 26 to 66 in years not hit points in year years yeah years in years um and uh, unfortunately, our um, Lulu couldn't um, withstand it. So, yeah, he's dead. Dungeons and no, dogs, my dogs are not happy are crazy. about that. They're no, really the not dogs happy about My dogs are pissed about what happened to Lulu. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Darmida. Darmida's yeah. lost her mind. So oh, man. That, it was interesting to see her break down for a bit. So she's putting her pieces back together. Um, meanwhile, you've had a, a good long conversation with uh, Nishida, who is uh, Lohenpogi's long lost mother. And uh, you got a lot of information from Nishida, actually. 
uh, she gave you the hint about the the Kostosh's maw, uh, possible ally to distract Zeriel, the keeper of hell, and your arch nemesis, sometimes we call them uh, the Eye of Pelor. That ties back to our homebrew. Meanwhile, she did also drop a couple of other juicy tidbits. Uh, for example, I think it was Fenris, uh, who's Gord's character, asked about um, an enemy that they've encountered a, uh, encountered a couple of times. In particular, a Erenius by the name of Sarnia. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And we have reason to go after Sarnia. A couple of good reasons. At least. Not the At least, least of, not yes, the least of which is you had some uh, run-ins with her before. Uh, she was a henchman of the, uh, the Eye of Pelor. You pushed her through a gate and hoped that that was the end of her off to some other realm, but apparently she's here in hell somewhere. And that has gathered the attention of one Ericrocra by the name of Carl. Well, no, that the, the name's not Carl. Uh. Your name is Carl. <laughs> I know, because it says it's it very in the corner. bland name for a character. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. So, the um, Lord Master of the High Keep, the Delver of Dungeons, it's Carl. I do love that in any game. Uh, oh yeah, it's excellent whenever it happens. I always, I always hate stealing your name, yeah. but it's the first one I think of, especially in Shadowrun, which we also do, by the way. So if you ever want to watch Shadowrun, drop by and check that out every three weeks or so. Anyway, sorry, you were getting into uh, into the mode. It's okay. You may use my name as you wish. Doesn't matter. I'm used to the memes. I so, I share them myself. So. Ericrocra. Some of them are accurate. That's right. Fillory, um is now, yeah, I guess a couple of weeks into, uh, or a couple of days, weeks, uh, following uh, this party after somehow ending up in in hell, um, chasing um, Sarnia as well. Uh, so she has a vested interest in making sure that the party is uh, is focused on on, on getting Sarnia. Absolutely. Now there to, was you know satisfy. There was a slightly complicating factor is that you are on a mission uh, to to I don't I didn't wasn't sure if you were on a mission to assassinate Sarnia or to capture her, uh, but you are on a mission. Capture dead or alive, as nice. long as I bring her back. All right. So uh, dead or alive, this uh, devil from the nine hells that's a that's no small task okay so um and then of course there's henrietta henrietta is actually where Hello. we're going to uh just tell us a little bit about your character and then we'll get started henrietta is known as the pacifist paladin of paylor um she is part bard which is a funny way of saying that i shouldn't have said it that way um, <laughs> I'm part bird. Guess what part? Uh, yeah, bard on my mother's side. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, no, she's uh, came here along with the whole city of Elturel and really wants to help those people more than kill the eye. But the eye is also relevant to her in that uh, 
it's what, you know, kind of ruined her faith in the first place. Not her faith in Pelor, but, like, the denomination or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, there has been this runaway sect of Pelor called the Eye of Pelor, and um, they follow the Eye of Pelor is what they kept referring to, but you now know her, it, they, as the Archdevil. Zariel. Sorry, I forgot for a second. I was like, name, 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 name. Boat, 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 boat. Uh, let's not forget that a couple of your party members couldn't be here. Uh, they could not be with you because they are assumed dead or missing. And so we have Ben Coombe, the Goliath Barbarian, who gave his, presumably, his life to buy you enough time to escape. Uh, that's the noble way of putting you all cheesed it and he didn't make it. And then, of course, there was Archibald, the Archibald Cunningham, the duelist rogue who entered a dream with a night hag as part of a deal, and he never returned. So, it is now the four of you riding, uh, you've been riding on a, an infernal machine tearing across the hellscape uh, and you went through a magical archway called the Arches of Ulak. You willed yourself through and just, I think, three of you succeeded on the save and one of you failed on the concentration save to get through the arches and bring you up to Kastosh's Maw. You find yourselves on the southern end of Kastosh's Maw, right down here. And... Um, you're looking down over a massive uh, 500-foot pit stretches out before you, a giant crack in the plains of hell. Now, usually these... Um, you can go ahead and start with a nice perception check here. You've parked your magic school bus a little bit um, away. Yes. This is so, Todd, Yeah. I failed my... Uh, not just failed, I epic failed. Uh, so, is there um, <laughs> is there a anything I should do there in Dungeons and Dragons? Nah, there's no consequences here. Not by the rules. <laughs> so Not you officially. you epically failed your your concentration check, right? You're the one. Constitution. Yeah. Oh, your constitution. So as you came it, through, it was a con. Yeah. Yeah. So as you came through, the, the arches were vibrating, the stones on the ground. As soon as you got within about 150 feet with your um, with your magic school bus, uh, uh, it all started just shaking and rattling, and the ground itself just heaving. Um, retroactively, Gordon, I want, uh, sorry, um, also known as Fenris, our shadow sorcerer, can I get you to do a perception check for me? I just did, 19. Nice. Yeah, I think we better use his. Yeah. yeah. So, 19. So, Gordon, you, you're rather distracted. You, having trained your mind to concentrate on spells, it doesn't take a lot of effort for you to make sure that you, you're like, okay, i got to keep the destination in mind as you come through. Um, so you do manage, especially at the last second, to pull your mind back to your destination. That's not a problem. But as you're going through this archway, it's it's a terrible, horrid arch, like stretching up this broken landscape and this massive, um, almost wrought iron, this twisted uh, hellscape iron 
uh, stretching high into the sky as you came through, and there were two of them. And um, it was disconcerting, to say the least, as you went through, but oddly beautiful. And you find yourself... You notice something as you go through. Sorry, my map's not working for some reason, so we'll leave that alone. It's theater of the mind again. All right, so as you went through this massive archway, as it started vibrating, it started to crack. And you see these etched reddish pulses pulsing through the iron as though the cracks themselves are spelling out little runes. And then you can't catch them all, but you're like, wait, wait. I recognize some of this iconography. This is a gateway of kind. This you're you are a waygate uh, cult survivor, and so as you're going through, you're like, this is a teleportation gate of incredible power, and it is incredibly delicate. And as you approach and you get right up next to it, you're like. Whoa, go, 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 go. And you just urge that last few seconds. You smack, I think it was Darmida, um, urging her to go a little bit faster. Just floor it as fast as she can as you're all approaching this 200-foot-high archway. Just looming over you as you pull in. And you're like, go, go, go. You force her to go. And that's part of why she got so distracted is you suddenly like tapped her and said, go, 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 go. And, and she could, she had to focus on driving the machine for a second. And she almost dropped her focus on the... Or did totally drop her focus on the destination. And the ride there is this lurching just... It's, it feels very much like you're spinning upside down, like vertigo. And the world is just spinning around you. And you're all being pulled in various slightly different directions. And the bus seems to not sh be sure who to follow. And at the very last second... Enough of you drift one way as Darmida's literally drifting straight up out of it, weightless as the rest of you pulse away. And then she just, just somebody, uh, Fallery sees her and grabs her ankles and just heaves her back down into the bus. And then you are now up here next to Kostasha's Ma yet again. And, uh, um, you, Fenris, noted that as you left, you heard the, the arch you drove through go crumbling to the ground. That particular arch is no more. So you stand outside of Kostas... Oh. Now, flash forward a couple minutes as you kind of gather yourselves, uh, and you, you've left the... Infernal Machine, you kind of scout out. The way looks relatively clear. Except you do note um, there is a, a very loud, deep, angry sound rumbling from beneath. From 500 feet below, you hear the roar of some massive creature. Mm. What do you want to um, do? I remember before I was asking that there's not like an obvious way down, right? That was something you were establishing previously. Unfortunately, it doesn't. None that you can see from this side. It's 500 feet deep, approximately, 
but it also goes probably the better part of a kilometer, maybe two, maybe more. You can just see it zigzagging, this massive tear through the hellscape. So it's it's hard to tell. Yeah, you could search around it. Said before that got me confused. Oh, a little echo there. Um, yeah, probably when you said zigzagging, that's where my brain was like, oh, there's like a path zigzagging down the side. But that's not what you meant. That my brain just connected the two. Okay, cool. There's not like a edge to the chasm that's tracing down the edge or anything. No, there's no easy Good direct route. Um, below, you can hear the the sounds of a something in the dark. Yes. No. Oh, that's not doing anything. That's just me growling. <laughs> Let's try that again. It's just you growling. It's okay. <laughs> You're allowed to just growl. I don't know what's going on. It, my sound thing's not working. No. Well, it's a good thing we don't have long conversations with Darmida, or Darmida's mom. Anyway, so it's just like... <sighs> Echoing off the walls. What do you want to do? That's a demon lord. He doesn't seem happy. Be anything, really. Um. Valerie, should we go introduce ourselves? Yeah. How about um, I can bring myself and Henrietta down, but how about before we? Just jump, like, basically, I shift us down. How about you and Darmida stealthily scout the area, see what's there, and then um, find find a safe spot, and then I can I can bring me and uh, Henrietta there. All right, so at that, I turn myself invisible, unless you're telling me that the... Uh... Lighting situation would pre- prevent me to do so, but uh, it's pretty dim. All right. And so. would it turn me invisible as well? Is it dim enough? Uh, yeah, it's considered. Well, the sky is this roiling kind of reddish. Occasionally, there's yeah. lighter sections. So, for the Darmita's most part, thing, it needs darkness, right? Like, yeah, yeah. If we can see without dark vision. Then yeah. she can't. Sort of yeah, weird. yeah. So it's not dark enough for you. Maybe down at the bottom of the pit, it's dark enough because there is a lot of shadow way down at the bottom. In fact, you're having a really hard time seeing which is the bottom. Yeah, which is where we're going. So yeah. I'm gonna activate my boots. All right, mark and... it off. Yeah, I'll look at Fellery and let's go. All right. All right. The two of you step to, absolutely. The two of you step to the edge of the crack, look back at your companions, and then leap. And the two of you just fall. The wind just whistling past you. It would normally be a bit of a rush, but the air is fetched with foul smells, sulfur, and other strong fumes. And plus the heat of it all. There's even bits of ash blowing around that that complicate it. So you kind of can't really enjoy the situation as you drop into the darkness one two three hundred feet four hundred feet you pull out of a out of your dive seeing the walls rushing past you it actually opens up a little bit inside the edges kind of overhanging slightly and as though you're dropping to this massive cavern um it gets 
more and more hotter and hotter and it gets um uh, you can just feel this oppressive feeling as the sky, such as it, the light as dim as it is, it is the main source of light as it, it retreats above you. You drop into the pit. Uh, can you both do perception checks for me? And stealth checks. All right. Let's, uh, let's go with stealth first. I feel optimistic. I, I totally was going with stealth first. Ooh, 23. 30. Uh, 22 for me. For myself. And Uh, perception. uh, Yeah, let's go perception. 13. For perception for me. Uh, I don't see shit. (laughs) Um, Four. Dermita, you're not a natural flyer quite like uh, Fellery, so that's taking a lot of your concentration. Um, and just making sure you, you, just when you start to seek out, you see like a wall, like a jutting, like spike out of one wall, uh, rock platform go by and you're just like, whoa, I have to pay attention. You, now you got your feet down and trying to keep your hands up for balance. Valerie, this is your wheelhouse. You're just like, you go and you're, you're invisible now at this point. Um, Valerie, you drop into the uh pit and at the bottom way down at the bottom you see this tiny it's probably only about 200 feet across at the bottom uh kind of a flatter section but there's jagged rocks and pillars making a natural kind of um almost labyrinth kind of 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 series of of crevices in between and paths in between the rocks the at the base of some of these you see this little thin trickle of of black and in some sections it's the it's a pitch black stream it's a little too hard to see from down here what it is but you can see that there's almost no reflection off of it at all and it's it's quite thin and it doesn't fill the bottom but in certain sections it does uh kind of block a path here whereas you know going around a crevice that way you keep scouting ahead about uh, five minutes. How long do you want to... You could get to the other side very quickly, probably in about a minute, and up to the other side. You could... Go, but that's horizontally. Vertically, the crack in there extends quite a bit further and along. You hear the sound of a creature just roaring in the dark. It sounds ahead of you, due north. <laughs> But it's pretty distant at this point. I try and go a little closer. I'll I'll follow along. You travel the distance pretty quickly, and you f- see at the towards the north end, um, there are a few stretches of brilliant orange, glowing turf. And for a few seconds, you're like, what? Oh. So a few of these sections do drop even further in, and you see the glow of red hot liquid magma. I can't even say it without saying it that way. Um, so there is, there is some light from that uh, illuminating the far north edge of this, and you see small pools of lava here and there. And you see that, that same trickle of black kind of it's funny because 
you can see at the points sometimes they flow side by side and yet the black liquid doesn't seem to come in contact with the with the magma it it like just yeah. when you think it should flow into it it kind of veers to the left or the right pooling in a way that doesn't quite make sense with the topography of the ground almost as if it's resisting the downward pull uh, straight ahead and following a trickle of lava flow you see over the top it kind of rises up a little bit uh, it's probably only about 450 feet down from the surface at this point and you can see over a crest uh, a pretty you can see a bit of a vantage point and then almost like a little valley within ahead can you do another perception check for me um can i actually so with my this being my favorite terrain yeah um and kind of looking at the terrain and what's going on would i be able to um do more of uh, kind of understanding of what's happening with this. Um, sure, you could do a. This would probably be. This would probably be an arcana it's check. Arcana? It's usually not... for my favorite terrain. It's survival. In this case, though, there's something strange about this. Like the particularly the the okay. black liquid tugs at your memory. Okay, so and it's this not is something necessarily the not terrain. natural or the terrain, but it's it's linked to it. So you will be able to add double your proficiency to this, but you I, it would fall under Arcana. I or possibly don't have religion at all actually. in Arcana. Or possibly religion, slightly different DC. Yeah, don't. It's the same. It's six of one, half a dozen of a zero. All right. Um, well, you still get to add double your proficiency, um, so that'll bring it up a little. And then you, if you want to, you can roll it. If okay. You to, that's I fine. mean, not as a strict reading of the rules, but I think that's reasonable to allow. Okay. So it's plus eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know about this okay, never mind. so 15 plus 8 <laughs> is 24 23. all right you're, you're hovering about 10 feet off the deck at this point trying to trying to oh well probably a little higher than that some of these cresting hills uh a little stone pillars and such kind of raise up as high as about 20 feet so let's say you're hovering at about 25 feet unless you want to have hover amongst them that'd be even more stealthy or you can fly above them and it'd be easier to fly your call but either way as you're flying over this turf you pause for a second and look down at this uh kind of your, you know the kick your le one leg out in front of you to allow those wings to kind of stop you almost like a hockey stop your hands out for balance uh Fowlery just whoosh, like a dart continuing on to the vantage point um, you look down below you, and you take a good look. Now that there's a hint of light, you can get a better look at this black ooze. You know what that is. 
That's Demon Iker. There have been... Mm. It's said in certain places, the never-ending war between the demons and the devils. Certain places on Avernus are... Well, actually, most of it is a scarred battlefield. A hellscape torn up by endless conflict. This leaves scars in the land, but it also leaves remnants of the attackers, repelled at great cost by the devils. Sometimes the demons leave an ichor behind. This has many negative properties. You definitely have heard in your training, if you get demon ichor on you, you may become corrupted. It usually eventually evaporates, but sometimes it can fester and pool. This must be a tributary or an offshoot of one such pooling, but it is more than you have ever seen before. This must be connected to some massive source of demon ichor. Meanwhile, Fallery, you keep zipping on to that vantage point and kind of rest for a second on perched on a rock looking over this small valley. You see illuminated from below with this flickering orangish light from the lava nearby. A large opening in the far north crevice. A continuing deeper into almost like a massive doorway extending up a hundred feet. It's uncarved, it's rough, and yet it does show signs of some intent. And from within it, you can hear the, you can hear this, <laughs> this cackling and this sound of almost whips or chain rattling, and you can hear the, after a few seconds of perching there, you hear the deep rumble. <sighs> Coming from within that okay. large gateway. There is clear land nearby. It's not all lava. There's a pool off to the right-hand side. And uh, a little stream of demon ichor and little puddles of demon ichor, a few places here and there. But around it is a couple, probably a couple hundred feet worth of more or less clear land with some stone pillars and rocks and, and that kind of thing between it and you. All right. Um, so how, how far would you, you say that the, uh, the growling... I'm going to say, like a, do a survival check. See if you can puzzle that out. Uh, so, sort of like tracking. Well, it's, not too, it's, not too, it's not too bad. Okay, it's not great. <laughs> no, it's not bad. Oh, yeah, it's not yeah, bad. It's close, guys. Oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> uh, seven. All right, it's, it's hard to tell. You know that it's coming from within. Yeah, no shit. But 
<laughs> beyond that, it's um, it's it's really difficult for you to get an idea. All right. Um, the way the sound how far is how far is Darmina from me? Um, with that perception check. <laughs> Well, I'll take your previous perception check. <laughs> you you managed to puzzle out where she is based on uh, the occasional quiet muttering swear word that she drops as she's looking around and seeing all this demon icker. But otherwise, it would be difficult to spot her. So you do pick her out. She's she's only about fifty, about forty fifty feet behind you. She hasn't seen the the massive entryway quite yet, but she's moving in your direction, a little bit slower than you. You've All been right, down so there for I'll about wait till she, uh, four or five minutes. She's back. All right, she catches up. You're both kind of peeking up over the edge of a of a rock, trying to um, trying to look. You're both drawing on your training to like sneak a look over beside a crevice or a piled up rock, so you don't give away a silhouette. Well, I'll just say, I mean, it, yeah, I'm here by the way, <laughs> because uh, we're both invisible. So well, uh, only only you are actually. Um, she is. It's dim down here, and where where there's no light from the lava flow, it would be dark, and she would be invisible. But where the so it's weird. Whenever the light flickers, you see just part of her. She's still got twenty two still. Yeah, that's pretty darn good. So yeah, you're both essentially <laughs> invisible. Uh, but you give away, and you have a uh, conversation. Feel free to have talk. Like, yeah, there, there's something quite off from this, uh, this place here. Like, uh, you know, hearing some uh, some deep growls, some some weird whips and chains, which I guess in hell does make sense. But, um, and what's this black? What's this black shit? Like, uh, this does not look anywhere near normal, even for this this part. Oh, it's it's not good. I mean, I wouldn't say it's not normal, but it's it's not good. It's uh, demonicker. It's yeah. Don't uh. don't don't touch it. It's bad. Um, yeah. Does uh, it have a mind of its own, or is it just it'll flow and then that's it? You're watching it for a little while, and, it, and occasionally you'll see like a femur float by, or a tooth, and every once in a while an eye. Ugh. Or a fingernail. <laughs> it's it's like eating at a really bad restaurant. We could see a fingernail at this point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're that. And like tufts that's of hair. Finite. Yeah, no, you can. You're looking down at, at a pool that's not too far away, kind of at the base of the rock, and it's just nasty. It's it's a it's like the okay. worst tar pit in the world. And yet, after a little while, you see one of the eyes flick towards you. And then pass over you, not seeing, and then flick back, and then this a little it gets swallowed up by the black again. And this is freaky shit. Do I hear at this point the growling? Oh, it's hard not to. It's incredibly or... loud, right. uh, and it it echoes throughout. It just bounces around, reverberating in this cavern. But it sounds like it's coming due north. Yeah, it definitely seems are, like so. it's com it's from within that archway, um, uh, it, within the cavern that it, it, it extends further north, in directly underneath hell. 
It's like you're in sub in like Hell's Subway. Right. Okay. Um. Please. You've been gone about eight minutes at this point. All right. right. Should um, I go? Should I go in further in the archway and see what I can see there, or do we just want to take our chance and just go report back that we scouted a location where we can operate from? I'm gonna. Let's go to the edge of the archway, mm -hmm. and I want to just try to see how far I can see and see if I can sense where the lo like where is this. Or how close is this sound? Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'll try to figure right that out. Past, but I don't want to pass the threshold. That's fair. She's oh. right. She's she understands that there may be something here that's holding something back. Absolutely. Possibly. Um, okay, so go ahead and do a. I wanted to come. As you both now have to break cover to get a little bit closer and go across this kind of open section before the um, before the entryway. I want you to do a new stealth check for me, please. Oh, of course. What could possibly go wrong? 21 21 for me. Hey! 21. Double 21s. The two of you That's are right. just like... Which is really 42. Yeah, exactly. They These 42. Ads. Whoa. So... <laughs> Whoa, and it's episode 42. It's all connected. <laughs> Alright, so um, so you both just silently hover, half hovering, half skipping from perch to perch where it's quiet and safe to do so, so as to break up any sight lines. And you just, one of you makes your way around to the far left, one of you makes your way around to the far right, and you both meet on opposite sides. It's about it's only about 30, maybe 35 feet across. Each of you at the base of uh, each one of you at the sides, at opposite sides. And you kind of manage to keep tabs of where each other are. And having like given a quick plan before going in, you, you both get up right up next to this, the opening. Can I get a perception check from both of you, please? Yep, don't see shit. That's a 7 and an 11. And an 11. Which is like an 18. Come on. <laughs> so as you get right in close, you go to take a look. And you start peeking your head out, what, like one of you and then the other. And then there's this massive... And the this it's so loud the stones like vibrate at this point, um, and echo and you pull your head back instinctively. You didn't get much of a look in the entrance. At best, you determine that it's. It sounded like it came from at least. At least thirty, maybe more feet away, from the entrance to this this cavern within you also as you're sitting there like that is not small whatever that is is very large um 
And you yeah. also hear these other sounds now that you're up closer. This is not the right music for it. Ah, it's a nice hellscape here in... <laughs> nope. Um, that's a little better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do either of you f speak Infernal? Hell no. Of course. All right. So, Darmida, you pick out the actual words. Valerie, you hear the uh, the huh. words. You just hear the, the guttural screeching and hissing of devils. Um, inside, you can hear some devils speaking, Darmida. They're saying, get him again. Oh, he won't talk. I don't care. It's just fun to watch him squirm. And then a few seconds later, you hear, and this re weird sound, and you hear the, Do I have enough to surmise that he's being tortured? It seems to sound that way, but with an 11, it's hard to say for sure. Um, okay. Um, I'm going to kind of motion over to Valerie and be like, and basically indicate we need to go back and get the other two um, and get back here. So you go to motion and you're like, all right, Fowler, you don't see for a few seconds. And Darmy's like, damn it. You have to step out of the shadow a little bit, kind of not in line with the door, but further back where the, where the, the light strikes you and your hand and arm kind of appear your gloom stalker nature to just fade into the dark. Uh, so eventually you get your hand, get a, a hand signal across to Fowler, like kind of bounce. So you pull back. Uh, do you want to go up and out or back the way you came through the winding? Um, crevasse. Want to go straight up? Yeah, let's go straight I'm up. I'm good. I'm good with straight up. All right. Up and out. So you guys... Let's do it. Haul an ass. Double timing. up. Uh, keep trying to keep out of line of sight, um, which is your main priority at the moment. I'll, I'll take the previous stealth checks. It's fine. Um, so you come up over the crest of this hill, and it, it's a, a very abrupt drop. Um, and and it, as you suspected, the walls kind of close in a little bit as you're flying upwards to this overhang, and then the overhang just stops this ledge, and you whoosh, up over top. Next thing you know, you're like 30, 40 feet above the, the more or less smooth plain. There are a couple of mountain peaks nearby, but kind of foothills off to the... Um, in, in, kind of surrounding in a few places and this massive crevice whatever tore this open is really hard to like. You, it's, um, it's hard to fathom what could have done this to the ground um, you find yourselves on the far north end of Kostoshi's Mall uh, Maw, and uh, you look due south and you can actually see uh, well actually you you're gonna have to go around a uh, a small outcrop, like a hill or low mountain, to be able to see where you came from. But you have a pretty good idea. You came from down here, and you are currently way up at this end. You could actually, if you wanted to, drive 
potentially drive the school bus around uh, and closer, or you can just have them navigate the crevice the way you did. I think... Yeah, go ahead. So have have them navigate like it's it's only us. Remember our mm-hmm. our uh, esteemed drivers have a bolt pin. So yeah. Well, I'm the driver now. Yes. Um. Anyway, you but can I'm think about that. I'm assuming you're talking about. Yeah. Um. Well, we're back with Hen and... Sure. So you go go flying back that way. Uh, Meanwhile, Henrietta and right? Fenris, you're on your way. You're flying as quick as you can, kind of skirting around, plotting a route that you can maybe bring them and the vehicle from. Fenris, Henrietta. You have a little bit of a time with each other. Uninterrupted. Nothing to murder or kill or fear for your lives. S- listening to the echoing sounds. Has that ever been a thing? I know it's unusual that you've now not. No, I, I don't remember ever having something to murder, kill, or fear for. Well, no, you've had to what? fear for your life and flee on occasion, <clears throat> but you haven't had a lot of downtime between the two of you. Is I might my have slept point. through those. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. So. Yeah. You both find yourselves hanging out near this strange inferno machine, listening yeah. to the echoing roars from beneath. Sure. So what do we know about this maw? Like, is this... We know we're coming here to find this, like... Is it a demon or a devil or... A demon lord. Is it a demon lord? Yeah. Um, and presumably they're, like, imprisoned here. So like, I'm. By the way, I'm taking it as you're you're chatting with Fenris about this. (laughs) I I I mean, either way, right? Like, if we need to discuss it, then we'll discuss it. But if this is knowledge that I have as hand, then I'm just I'm I'm not 100 percent sure if this is something that we've established. This is knowledge you have as hand. A prison, or if this is like just demon lord in prison. Demon lord has been imprisoned here. Those are different things, right? Yeah. Free the yeah. demon lord. Demon lord doesn't like uh, Zario. And right. um, you would... once we do that, we get back, we report to uh, Nishida. She helps us find the bleeding citadel and also where the Arrhenius is, if she can find her. All right, I get all of that. I'm just wondering uh, if, um, yeah. if, it's, so you... if it's a prison normally or if it's just this one specific demon. You do Let's know that... This one demon lord. This demon know, lord was here. here. And you also do know that Zariel you got you gathered from uh, Nishida that Zariel has taken the prized weapon of this demon lord. And when I say demon lord, I don't mean just like a demon. Like it is a lord of the demons. It is a commander. It is it is a um a head honcho. In fact, Henrietta, as as your whatever this form this conversation takes with you and Fenris kind of confirming this and you're thinking about this, there's this scratch at the back of your mind as though just like on the back of your head, the right side of your head is just getting warmer and you get this sense of like right. 
every time they mention, you're like, what's the name of this place again? Kastashi's Maw? And you're like, and that name just just in the just in the ec almost almost like this weird like something just buzzed past your head kind of response and then it's gone before you can really think about it yeah. you know, oh, I gotta kinda... figure out how to get this helmet off this is starting to get itchy under there it's kind of funny uh, this thing wants his weapon back you said something about a, a promise you made in that dream world keeping Zario's sword safe yeah Zario was uh, dying and handed it to me so don't Even let though it, that was a figment of the dream uh, yeah I mean not entirely sure what happened in the dreams there you seem to have some stuff that's uh, well dang dang mm-hmm we never talked about this, but who's going to wield the sword when we find it? I suppose it depends on what you're planning to do with it. Well, For one, I'd, I'd like to cut the chains and see if we can get Eltrail back in the sky. I'm all for that. But if we have to throw down against Zariel, well, I'm not exactly a wielder of swords. I have yet to see you actually use a sword. True. And Darmida is more of a ranged user. And Valerie is more of an unarmed fighter. Well, that's a bit of a dilemma. I'm not entirely sure if that's something we need to defeat them, right? Well, I want to make sure that whoever we decide to wield the sword is willing to use it against Zariel to strike at Zario, if need be. I'm all for cutting the chains, but we may actually have to fight Zario. In fact, I'm, I'm hoping we can gather the strength too. What happened to Zario again? Zario? I mean, like, we, we, we've spoken to Nishida, right? We've seen people under contract that are able to fight against it. I don't know if hope's lost there. What do you mean by hope is lost? Hope to kill the Zariel? No, I don't know if there's if hope is lost. That Zariel isn't also under contract that we can deem them from, save them from. Zariel? Zariel, the Eye of Pelor, murdered my parents. Zariel murdered Darmida's mom. Zariel, it totally tarnished your order. That Zariel. Yeah. You and I never really spoke about this, but when I lost my parents, everything I do is for them. And when it comes to Zariel, it actually doesn't matter whether you think Zariel could be redeemed or not. If given the chance, I will strike him down, and I will ensure that he goes down. At best, hey. I will undo what he does, but if there is an opportunity to 
defeat and kill Zario, we will take it. I don't doubt that you will. You've grown in this time, but that doesn't surprise me to hear. I guess I'm... the question is, have you? It's fair. Look, I'm not saying that that's even possible, but you've seen what people do in contracts to demons, things they can't, or devils, whatever. Unthinkable evil. But that doesn't mean it was them. And look, I don't know. Maybe I'm completely lost thinking this. But I've got to try. That's what faith's about. You want to try to redeem Zario? Is that possible? If it's possible, I'd like to. I think. I mean, killing them's not going to bring your parents back. It will give them the justice they deserve. You spoken to them? You say everything you do is for them. You heard what they want? I can't hear what they want. I can't speak to the dead. Yeah. Sorry, that might have been too far. The last time I heard them, they were screaming in pain as they were dying. Remember in the dream when you heard them? That kind of screaming? That's the last I've heard of them. Yeah, sorry. That was too far. Listen, you and I, I don't mean you any ill intent. I've gone out of my way not to strike at you when we first met. I've even saved you when you were in trouble. Unbeknownst to knowing who you are, but I still did. I got you out of that mess. And uh, even so, We cannot be at odds with each other when it comes to this. The stakes are too high. I don't know about this redemption, and I'm not really for it, to be honest with you. Being very upfront with you, I would rather... I'm with you to free El Terrell, free those people back there. I am I want justice against the Erinyes, and maybe we can rescue Bankum if he's still around. But Zariel... I want Zariel thwarted, defeated, or destroyed. Any of the above. I don't really care for her when you say that he did unthinkable things because of a contract. I don't think that really gives him a pass on the things that he've done that he's done. I really don't. And I just hope that when we decide who's taking the sword, you're not gonna just try to take the sword because you made a promise to a figment of a dream and try to go down this redemption path and potentially get us all killed. Right? That's my concern. So we have a decision to make as a group, Henrietta. 
we need to really decide who's gonna who is gonna wield this sword, how we can wield this sword, how we can get out of here, and how we're gonna go about stopping Zariel. Because right now you are you want you have a fixed path in your mind of what you want to do, and I don't think that's the same path that the rest of us and we should all just talk about it because we all have to be on the same page because we're all that's left. I don't want any of you dying for this. It's something I want to try. But if it means if it means sacrificing any of you, I'm not going to do it. Read right about now, Domita. You want to hold all your promises. Just have to hope they don't conflict. Okay, they're coming back. Um, we'll talk more of this, but I think we've got a job to do right now. First things first, okay? Wait. All right, so the party is back together near the magic school bus and. You, Dermita and Fallery. Dermita, what's your passive insight? Insight? Um... Ten, right? Eleven. You're not a very <laughs> wise <laughs> ranger. Wow. Okay, so. Yeah, she's all a, seems good. She's a shooting ranger. Yeah, she's a shooty one. Yeah, Shoot I'm first, a... look second, maybe third. <laughs> Shoot, then loot, then look. <laughs> then ask. <laughs> be like, wait. But I'm, this is... but I'm stealthy as fuck, so. This is true. So you, you know. both just appear at the top of the chasm nearby these guys, and you just both land like Valerie. Uh, Valerie uh, just three point landing, wings just folding back. Darmida, a few seconds later. Touching down, little wings on the, either side of the ankles of her uh, of her winged boots, just folding back in and becoming just etchings in the leather again. All right, you're back together. Um, what do you want to do? You see. Uh, so I'll basically tell Henrietta and Fenris um, kind of what we saw. Um, I think the demon lord is there. There's somebody down there. There are at least two other voices I heard down there with him. Um, it sounds like they're torturing him for the heck of it. I think it's funny, um, to see him, as they said, squirm. So I'm assuming they're referring to the demon lord. Um, but he's about we didn't get close we got maybe within 30 to 50 feet of him we didn't see him though what Uh, was that (laughs) that that was just the monster in the background just occasionally roaring I'm just adding ambience like oh okay what? It, um, what's what's the terrain down there? Like, what's the layout? Is there any safe spot for um, me to port us? Uh, it's it's covered. Uh, there's a lot of 
demonic are down there. Um, we you're gonna. There are a few careful. spots where we can. A couple. Yeah. If you tread carefully, you could you could do it by foot, but you'd have to be aware of the little trickle for sure. And then there's the yeah. lava. Um, but I will. Uh, we do need to. There's a shorter path. We can avoid a, quite a bit of it if we go f- uh, further down uh, where Valerie and I came up. So I think we should go there. Uh, but I think we should leave the bus here. It's loud. Um, I don't think we need that additional, you know, I mean, it's up to you. It might take us a few, a little bit longer. Um, it depends on how much, how much, like, where do you want to take us? Like, is this like an hour trip that we have to walk or is this? It it would probably take on for about, yeah, about an hour, maybe a bit, bit more. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's, well, to go up and around, you gotta, well, it's, you know, nothing's quite to scale on this map. So it would definitely take, yeah. It would take at least an hour, maybe maybe two. You have to kind of get around some some okay. passes, and and uh, the terrain can be a little rough in a few places. Yeah, uh, let's take the bus. <laughs> we'll take the bus. All right, the bus. You guys clamber back up inside the bus. You, uh, uh, Henrietta, calming her mount as you get back into the back, and the the celestial blessed horse that you've been riding as your. Um, as your mount, uh, you kind of coax it back inside the cargo area of the bus and kind of help help steady it as it starts up again. It the the soul coin just dropping in and just this horrible screeching sound as it turns over. It begins to rattle, although with the roars of the demon from below, it's it's loud, but you can probably get quite a bit closer without drawing too much attention. So go ahead and move the bus where you'd like. The arches are um, uh, are right. You can kind of see them on the map right there. Uh, so you can get you can park your bus anywhere you like. So where do you want to go? Who has control of the bus? I don't. Oh, um, I don't know if I've given control of the bus to. I anybody. don't actually. Nobody. Nope. It's no. just me. Uh, hold on. Let me see if I can fix that. Mm, I don't see how I can do that. I mean, either so. way, you should move it to where yeah. you expect us to go because yeah. that's so where they were going. You have right? to get like, through some of the. I don't have a good idea of where that is. Yeah, the play, the map continues over to the right of this, and it's it levels out actually quite a bit. So you go along. The worst that you have to encounter is go around a dust storm, uh, which flecked with ash, and take a bit of shelter from that as you get to the top. Do you want to be parked pretty much right above? Do you want to go off to one side? Do you want to stash it somewhere? There is a large series of volcanoes in this massive... Now that you're up at the north end of this, through the dust, uh, you can see there's this massive range of mountains above stretching up really high. And you can see this massive pillar, almost like... Um, it's hard to even tell that it's not a mountain. It's just a little too regular, extending up beyond sight uh, in behind this first crest of a mountain, just in the landscape around. Uh, but you get to the top of the crevice and uh, of the maw, and 
this uh, you can park the bus kind of in between a couple of foothills where it'll be a little harder to spot. Uh, go ahead and roll a survive. Uh, what have we been rolling? You've been rolling ground vehicles. Okay. Uh, which is, I... uh, but you you worked on training this, so just it's a dex check plus your proficiency. Oh, do we have you rolling proficiency? I don't remember. I think it is. Yeah, I think that's what. Now I am. On. Okay, you did actually I practice stopped. with it. Oh, dungeons and. I'm sorry. And I was trying to it's get her good. off. I was about to push her. Oh, it's all good. It... We'll take a little pet break. <laughs> all right, so you guys park the bus a little bit farther north there, and uh, and find yourselves looking out over the north chasm of this, looking down. Do you guys want to take a little breather? Take a five minute break? Come up with a plan of action? Yes. All right. So we're going to take a quick little five minute break. I'm going to refresh my drink here. We'll get uh, everybody settled in and sorted out. And uh, and we'll be back as you look out over Kastashi's Maw. I'm just going to always say it that way. Kastashi's Maw. I'm glad you picked a pronunciation and they're sticking to it i'm that's sticking good. to that i don't know if that's what it actually is but that's what i'm saying it all right so we'll There's be right usually a pronunciation guide at the beginning of the book yeah you can suck it <laughs> no fair i hate those i'm like i don't know how to pronounce i'm that. gonna mispronounce it anyway even if it's like <laughs> phonetically phonetically the word phonetic isn't spelled phonetic i don't believe it it's, a... it's actually pronounced carl's ma carl's ma it's true that's right <laughs> all right so we'll be back uh we're gonna just take I'll a quick it. we're just gonna take a quick little five refresh some drinks and uh and we'll be back in a few minutes okay. i'm not even sure which button turns this on but we'll figure it out and we're back Hi, Internet. We're back. We're playing Dungeons & Dragons, blah, blah, blah. Oh, one last thing before we dive back in. Uh, you are more than encouraged to say hello. You're also encouraged to, you know, mess with us. Make some some suggestions. Uh, have a random imp fly by and give them the finger. I don't know. That's up to you. So feel free to cash in those... Um, those watching points we call them plot points and you can affect the game itself also don't forget you can all if you miss the game live uh and uh, much love actually to those who are catching this in podcast form or uh on replay on youtube you can see the video version of it on youtube on our channel SideQuest live that's plural all one word so side quests live uh on youtube or on uh, podcast places we're on all the podcast places as far as i can tell anyway uh, and much love to those in Virginia right now, because uh, we're getting some love from people down there watching the show. So thanks very much for tuning in and spread the word. We'd love to uh, uh, share our stories with you. Now, without further ado, these fools are stuck in hell, and let's find out. So you're all in the north end of the um, of the maw, uh, looking out over the edge, and it's kind of a bit of an overhang, so you can see it fall away. Uh, before you and uh, uh, you, from here you can see the slight flicker of a reddish glow from the from the lava 
way down at the bottom of the chasm. And you can just, from where you're sitting, you wouldn't see it unless it was pointed out, but your two scouts pointed out to you. And you can see where there's kind of the bit of the platform. You can't see the entrance to the gate directly from where you're parked, but uh, with a bit of a hike around, you could you can just make out, and you can see where it is from this distance, but it's pretty far down there. It's still a good 400, 450 feet down. All right, what okay. do you want to do? How about you two make your way to a safe spot by the entrance, um, and then I'll... I'll take Henrietta with me, and we'll shift to you. Um, Bella, how long okay. do the what do we plan boots to do last? When we get there? I mean... Four hours, cool. Four hours. Yeah. I mean, I know the general shape of the plan, but... We don't really know what this uh, demon lord's going to do when we show up. I have to have some belief that Nishida has a reason for us to free him. The she mentioned that he will almost immediately, in a fit of wrath, go after Zario and try to take back his weapon. And I just so let we don't need to do cage. a deal. Yeah. At that point, the uh, at that point, um, the uh, mad cartographer pipes up as you're just kind of calls out from the vehicle, and you can actually hear it. Um, Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if you guys can hear it, but it's playing. I guess Awkward you guys don't silent. hear it. No, no. no. Hear it's playing <laughs> on my headset, but not on yours. Suckers. I don't even know if it's making okay. it out to stream now that I think of it. Anyway, needless to say, uh, the cartographer says things like, mm, The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Or does that hold true in hell? Or some such words all right so um you your scouts make it back down there on on their own wing and henrietta is standing there ready fenris you clasp henrietta's arm and teleport down mention door to them as soon as they signal that we're like they're good all right <laughs> with a in the blink of an eye, you're standing and seeing the same view they saw. A small kind of s stretch of, of rock with a few pools of ichor off to the left side. And then some more, um, a little bit of bubbling pool of lava pouring, uh, kind of bubbling up and pouring out of a small crack in the crevice pretty far to the right side. And in the center is this kind of dome of what was probably once lava, which is now cooled and hardened into rocks. And then you see this massive crack in the wall uh, entering in this cavern before you. Um, can I get stealth checks from everyone, please? Um, before we just go in, is there a spell someone wants to cast to help us move in sneakily? Yeah, so what does this uh, mean, like, spell check trace? even re yes. represent? Like, is it we bamp into existence and then we're suddenly trip, or like, shadows envelop you moving? and me? 
shadow, shadows just envelop you and me, and then all of a sudden you see shadows just kind of form next to them, and then part, and then there you and I are. Yeah. All right, so I think I have to use two key points. Is it two? Um, I can cast it without using key points. Yeah, you lose right. your um, hunter's mark. But you do, you will have to, the thing with it is, is you have to stay within 30 feet of me. Mm-hmm. All right. So you cluster up basically from that vantage point you had before. Um, there is a little walkway leading off to this uh, uh, platform. Or are you going to try and port them right next to it? Either way, you're just outside the entrance. But the... Do you want password out of trace or? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I ticked it off, so. All right. So Dermida um, takes a second and, and quiets everyone down and makes slight adjustments to everybody. And, and you can just feel the sense of dampening of sound all around you. She motions for you to be quiet and hunkers down in a place and kind of shows you where to walk and, and where to where to pause and when to move and you've learned by now to trust her instincts you are passing without a trace okay so you can add 10 to that uh any um stealth checks that you've done 22 for me Ooh. Ooh. what a time to roll in that 20 Whoa. 32 32 for Gordon, 18 for uh, for uh, Henrietta. Mm -hmm. 34 uh, for me. 34 for Fallery. Fallery is invisible. You just go to look and he's just nowhere to be seen. Uh, all right. You begin your approach and you can hear the same ratcheting of chains and creaking, uh, the, the kind of gurgling laughter from within <laughs> those of you who can understand infernal can hear at least two voices um go ahead and do a perception check for me let's pick two people uh how about me i've got how about the two that can speak the language i sure. can speak the language yep <laughs> those are the two people okay well that would be me then Ooh, just a 10 just a 10? The 10. And a 6. You guys. And no, that's persuasion. I don't know if that makes a difference. It probably does. Probably not that much, though. Well, one's charisma, so. Yeah. True. True. They're the same mod. It's oh, a dear. plus one mod. So. Okay. All okay. right. So neither of you hear too much. It's just. You hear a few snatches of phrases here and there. They're using a lot of local slang, local local Avernus slang. It's hard to pick it up, uh, what they're saying. But definitely you hear like, hit him again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, my turn. No, my turn. Yeah, my turn. Uh, and then there's some guttural sounds and clacking sounds that you can kind of pick out a little bit here and there, and that's about it. Um, all right, you guys are at the entrance. Uh, stealthily peek in. What do we see? It's dark and it extends further down on a slight descent. The ground is fairly uneven here. 
uh, if you're walking, it would be considered difficult terrain to kind of pick your way around these random little rocks without making a sound. As you all kind of creepily enter into this uh, into this cavern, it extends down. It's, uh, it's about 35 feet wide, but it narrows as you go in. So pretty quickly, it becomes about 30 feet, then 25 uh, feet across. It's still almost 100 feet uh, at the very entrance point, then it begins to lower down in the same way as it kind of burrows into this hill, uh, into the side of this cra um, uh, crack in the ground. It extends further in, and you can kind of see a little bit. That the light is actually kind of throwing throwing your vision off, being near the nearer to the lava flow at this point, off to the right, uh, right near the entrance. So you, you, it's kind of ruining your even your incredibly powerful night vision um, you can see there's a bit of a cavern it extends at the very minimum 40 feet in front of you but it's it's really hard to pick out any details and there don't appear to be anything in that immediate vicinity uh, and it kind of descends down into um, it, it gets down about that far and there's a bit of a kind of a shift in its pattern as it shuffles to the right and so as a result of that kind of it's not a turn, but it just kind of, there's an outcropping on the, that kind of blocks the way and it kind of continues on past that. And so that makes it hard for you to see beyond about 30, 40 feet within. I think we're gonna still continue forward. I don't know who the marching order, I'm probably gonna be somewhere in the middle. Sure, yeah, uh, let's, uh, let's set up a marching order. Good idea. Yeah, is this is this this is not like darkness, right? This is just dim still. It's considered dim light. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because yeah, you know. I'll be toward the front. She's comfortable there. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna uh, drag you to a new map. Okay. I new didn't map. have time to change the coloration on this, so you're going to see trees. Please ignore the trees. Those are just strange mineral deposits. <laughs> oh, okay. They're all stalagmites. Can you can you see this map? I'm not sure if you see it. Sometimes they don't no, show. Can't. Yeah, yeah, I see black. Of course it does. You toggle not. it on and off. Yeah, one second. Okay. Ooh, that's Ooh. quite nice. Alright, and I'm going to put that back on just so I can kind of reveal a little at a time. But um, <laughs> you're like, oh, that was so good. I wanted to see more. All right. So you have entered through the far right side here. Uh, okay. This opening right here is the entrance extending in. And you can kind of see it twisting and turning as it goes further down uh, after quite a while, actually, a little more than 30 feet, because retcon, um, you can see that it, there's that outcropping, and that's this um, kind of large stone in the center. And it appears like it widens out beyond that, but you can't see much beyond there. So that's probably a good, what is that, at least 60 feet extending beyond? As, as you begin to march your way into this large cavern. Okay. All right. We're gonna stay stealthy, and I think we're just gonna move along. All right. Yeah. Be aware of any traps or enemies. Staying closer to the edge a little bit. Sure. 
Absolutely. So as per usual, Darmida's going a little ahead, but staying within 30 feet, just kind of pausing people and motioning them to go and then pausing people. Um, it, you keep going in and this, the bellows that the large creature does have kind of subsided for a little while. And now they, they come as this large, like, and the infernal you you understand those who speak it you understand ah it's passed out shall we play dice again I feel like we're getting pretty close like like the the volume of these uh speakers is relatively mm-hmm. yeah it definitely yeah. sounds like they're kind of they're around a corner it's tough to say exactly which way because of all the echoes inside this cavern yeah so i think that i mean if people keep walking then probably this marching order is correct because i think henry is going to take a moment to like say a soft prayer under her breath and i'm going to cast a spell okay what, what spell are you casting let me cast tongues on myself Nice. All right. So you take so a few you know, seconds. I understand and... all languages and can speak all languages. Absolutely. That's handy. Concentration and it lasts an hour, I think. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty, uh, pretty good spell, actually. I like that one. It's a pretty good spell. All right. So I'm now the only one who can't understand anything. That's right. I mean, I could cast it on you too. <laughs> no, it's all right. Don't worry about it. Doesn't have concentration. You, Valerie, you notice as she pauses and uh, and does this and reaches up and kind of just touches the tip of her tongue a little bit and mutters a quiet uh, hymn-type sound uh, and then looks up at you. And you um, so at this point, Darmita, you get uh, the impression that, well, the, the cavern, wide as it is, as it extends, um, at this point it narrows because of this large outcropping. And there, you can see there's kind of two ways it kind of forks. There is um, a bit of a ridge. It would be a bit of a climb to get over right right in this section right here. And then it, it descends downwards in a pretty steep downwards off to the left. Then um, on the other side, uh, uh, off to the right, around this outcropping, you get the impression that it continues on um, up and to the right over that, uh, up and to the right, and it stays more or less level. So off to the left, it drops down, and off to the right, it continues uh, around a bit of a turn. Um, can Yeah, go ahead. Can I listen for the... Various uh, sounds, voice like the 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 sure the speaking or Ken's, or dice or yeah. whatever I yeah, hear. Absolutely, I uh, do a perception check. <laughs> I win. You know what's gonna happen is that they're gonna those devils or demons are gonna t- tell a joke. You guys are all gonna laugh, and Philuri's gonna feel left out. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Polaris is going to be the only one who doesn't like get noticed. It is not the night There's for perception too. tonight. That is officially a four. <laughs> it is so echoey down here. It is... I mean, you're talking about a 50-foot tall crack in the ground that's at this point only about 20 feet wide. 
maybe a little less in places. Uh, other times it's more about 40. And the sound is just bouncing around every time. Uh, it's a wonder you're... It's essentially... Darmida is focused on keeping all of you so silent and keeping everyone passing without a trace that it's just not, you can't pin down whether it's going to be off to the left or the right. Which way do you want to go? I have all my eggs in one basket. Boy, if this were survival shit, I'd be fine. But perception, not so much. Um... I mean, you should be getting bonuses to your perception because that is a wisdom skill and you're in your natural terrain. Okay, that's you can double the perception. Uh, per- uh, not perception, the um, proficiency. Uh, well, then it would, it would only be an eight still. In this situation, yeah. But still doesn't like, help you in this case, uh, sorry. Rules is written, I'm gonna... you get your wisdom and intelligence skills increased. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm going to, as I get near Dermida, I'll also like, I'll take a look at and seeing, you know, noticing the fork in the path, I'm going to try to discern yeah. where the noise is coming from. Is it coming down to the left, or is it coming from the okay, right? Okay, go ahead and do a perception check for me. I think my gut says go right. Terrible. But... Terrible. I rolled a one, so I got seven. Mm. You do have a saying for these scenarios, don't you, Bella? Which one? Yeah, I can't, oh. I can't hear it either. It's echoing all it's over the place. It's just so echoey. It's just... Bouncing or like, we're screwed. Well, I'm pretty good at perception. Oh, I know what the saying not is. Not tonight. Evil goes not. left. Evil <laughs> goes left. It's your call. I never know which direction you're going to go when you say that, but I do know you say that. <laughs> uh, I mean, can I? I mean, I might as well make a check, right? This is sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Is that where we all make the same check? We'll all make the same check until someone gets it. Or you all uh, roll it too. There you go. I attune to the sounds now that I can understand them. Oddly enough, you don't... Oh yeah, well, you do understand the sounds. And you're not... It's not just two infernal voices. You hear another voice in the dark, very low, very rumbling. The others don't seem to be responding to that as much as you are. You do hear the infernal voices cackling about, you know, no, you cheated. No, you cheated. Ah, we all cheat. We're devils. Of course we cheat. Um, you managed to... very lawful people, let's be honest. Yeah. Wink. Yeah. Uh, you... Uh, which, yeah, what direction? You do determine that the more... Di- you can see now, or hear now, why it was so difficult. The sound is coming from both sides. Right indicating that it probably connects somewhere further along. But it seems to be more directly coming from the left side. Okay. I'm just gonna like do, you know, hand sign motions this way. Same stuff. We're being quiet. 
Henrietta, from where you're seeing and everybody else, you can see it does widen up behind that uh, first kind of outcropping, and then there's a bit of a room, uh, and it does continue on uh, off to the off to the right side, uh, considerably more level. Uh, and then if you can, if you do want to go to the left, you have to scramble up over a lip, and and then a bit of a drop, not even a bit of a drop, a good twenty foot drop, like clamber down rough rocks into a, a much narrower passage. It's probably only about uh, at this section it, it's more that it stays about 20-25 feet across, whereas the one to the right widens up into a larger room, and then it seems to narrow off into a couple of passages from there. Okay, assuming I can do it relatively quickly, I'll like climb up here and see if that vantage actually lets me like get any sight on anything, but sure. like probably not. Okay, so go ahead and do an athletics check for climbing. Okay. 20. Nice. Um, Alright, so you clamber up the top, no problem. And uh, Alright, so the couple things you... Go ahead and do... Uh, actually, I'll keep your perception check. Uh, you definitely see a couple of things uh, going on. You come up over, and the first thing you notice, and it's it widens up considerably after this into a large kind of multi-leveled um there's a couple of as, as it descends further in it, it drops more until it comes to a sheer wall uh, that's been just carved out of this by water or god knows what um and so this room extends uh probably about 60 70 feet across and it's got um First, the, the ledge down from where you are is about 20 feet scrambling over rough rocks. And then it, it, it extends for about another 20 or so, 25 feet, uh, a bit irregular. And then it drops again. And then it's a much thinner lip. And at the bottom, you see uh, about 75 feet away, you see a very, uh, it's, it's quite a large cavern. And you see... On the first tier of this, uh, the one directly below you, and probably about 35 feet away, a glint of bone white draws your attention as you see a bone devil standing uh, fairly near the edge of, of this lip, looking out, at, and it's another probably 20, 30 foot drop on the far side. It's hard to tell from this vantage point. Um, you see a couple of their sh shambling shapes. I'm just going to grab a couple of... Uh, uh, you you see a couple lemurs. Uh, there are a couple of lemur lemurs lemurs, uh, kind of dotted around you. They you draw, they draw your attention because you can hear them just. They're they're quiet moaning and the multiple mouths on them, kind of giving away their position. Um, you see some other. Uh, it's hard to see them on this map. I'm sorry because they blend in so damn well but you do see a couple of other um <laughs> hold on i might have this hold on let me see let me see so uh, is this bone devil actually tiny or is that a mistake? no i'm sorry that's a mistake it's okay. it's on the way to large so it's so it sounded like um you were saying that the voices were louder from this direction than the other direction um <laughs> And I was expecting, so does this connect, like, is there, like, a path off of this that leads to our demon lord, or? Uh, hold on, I haven't described that part yet. Um, it, 
as you kind of focus your eyes further down past the bone devil, you see Mm -hmm. these massive... It's... You want to call them... uh, First, they're, they're like rock formations, but in the shape of massive pillars. And they extend upwards. And there's a few of them, but one of them is particularly large. That's the center. In our map, it looks like a tree. Um, And uh, standing next to that is this incredibly... It's a... Oh, actually... Yeah, it's a huge fiend. uh, Like, tied up on the rocks. Now, unfortunately, I don't have that immediately in front of me. So it's just going to take me a second to pull that up for the map. Um, but you see this large, cre- um, uh, this, this huge creature just pulling, bound against those rocks, its arms stretched behind its back. Um, you see its head kind of slumped and kind of its chest kind of heaving. Uh, it is etched in weeping wounds, some of them new, some of them old. This thick black bruises. Um, it's kind of purplish gray, pinkish skin, mod- just mottled with a whole bunch of scars. And and you see these thin lines from this vantage point they look thin. And you see, yes, exactly, thank you. Um, you see, um, it doesn't have horns, but that's okay. Um, it's got now. Ears. It does now. Uh, you see these, um, uh, this o- almost like brutish oversized head and these thick shoulders extending down to slightly it it looks very much like a giant but twisted and these bone spurs and formations kind of giving the hint that it is no regular giant this is a large i'm sorry a huge fiend it's it's on the cusp between large and huge if you wanted to um it's quite big though Cool. All right. I don't know whatever happened to all my. So I will try and crawl back down as quietly as I can. Oh yeah, do a stealth uh, check for me. Like our side. Uh, sure, I can do another one if you want. Do 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 do. My stealth is bad. You still have tasks. Not today. Tasks. Not today, uh, Satan. Um. So uh, uh, what was it? Fitting. Yeah, twenty-eight. So I, I peek up there and I want to like crawl back down and then like report to everyone as quietly as I can what I saw. All right. You see, I, oh, sorry. I didn't quite describe this, but you see a pair of chained devils uh-huh. as well, just near the large Hulk and they're moving back towards each other. And, and um, one of them's dancing animatedly back and forth and calling out this small little, uh, like pile of stuff below this large creature, and, and you can see they're casting the dice uh, just in front of where it's it's where it's at. Um, yeah, that's what you got. Uh, and your stealth check. Uh, let me just roll some dice here. DM's Come first on. roll of the night. Um, cool. Sorry, did you wish me to so, good luck? That's so sweet I have of you. Twenty-eight. Like, what are you gonna do? That that's fair. Oh, oh, don't yeah. taunt them. Don't 28. taunt them. Oh, yes. Taunt the DM. That's you know what? Wonderful... You know what? I'll give it to you. I'll take a 17 because I'm wearing heavy armor. Is <laughs> that for you? That's true. Do you have disadvantage when uh, because of your armor? You probably do, right? Probably. I assume I do. What Where kind of armor? Uh, yeah. It's D&D. 
what kind of plate? Right? Yeah, so it, you have disadvantage plate, yeah. on stealth. Yeah. yeah. So seventeen. Uh, all right, it still only rolled a five. So uh, the bone oh. devil did not seem to notice you <laughs> as you begin to clamber noise. back down, uh, and you kind of report to the others what you've seen. All right, you got a couple of Lamars, Bone Devil, Chain Devil, but big guy's there. You can go around the other way, because down here is, uh, well, quite a drop. Uh, how many are there? What'd you see? Uh, I mean, what counts as something? But uh, one, one, one Bone Devil, a couple Chain Devils, a handful of Lemires. Um, Valerie, can you go ahead and do a perception check for me as the others are kind of conversing and you're kind of standing back, just kind of looking at them? What's the point now? Yes. This, you know, by no time, playing dice. Probably don't even have to do any of a scuffle. Sneak on in there. Do what he's doing. 18. 18. Okay. As these guys are talking, um, you see... Henrietta kind of clamber down between two larger rocks uh, on this 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 whole pile kind of ascends but it's got a little peak in the middle and then you're like there's also little peaks at the sides and you're you're kind of looking at them as, as Henrietta joins the others and starts to talk and you're like turn your bird head sideways for a second and you notice that this pile of rubble looks like it's it's been disturbed probably some time ago, like a long time ago. It's been, it's had time to settle. But it looks almost as if something really big had been dragged across it, dislodging a lot of these stones. Mm. So it's, it's like there's it's two drag paths about there and there on, uh, on the drawing where very large legs have just dragged along and there's a couple of like displaced stones here and there indicating maybe some some handholds or footfalls that was a long time ago he said uh you could take an investigation check to to try and get a better idea of how long ago but you can see these drag marks in the ground in the same way that you'd see in fresh mud except it's in stone can I ask you a question about how the Lord was chained up? Um, like, what are we actually planning on doing to this thing if it can't break out, right? Yeah, it's got these so, massive yeah. chains uh, binding its mm -hmm. wrists, and it's also got several thinner chains wrapping around its torso and uh, binding it to this. Are there locks on these chains? You couldn't tell from... You couldn't tell quite from where you your vantage point what it was, that was like how it all worked. You could try to uh, get a closer look. Um, it's it's hard to tell, but you definitely know there are two chain devils down there, and you've you've encountered that they have a a preternatural ability to c control those things. Yeah. Okay. So I'll say something along the lines of like. <laughs> Not entirely sure how we can get the chains off them. I mean, probably can't just break them. Otherwise, Big Boy would have done that, right? So, yeah. So what do we do? Kill everyone and hope that the, the chains break free? <laughs> I mean, 
Maybe have a word with the chain devils. A word with the chain devils. Hey, you're you're trying to get help from a demon. Don't don't think you're above it. Mm, yeah. All right. So shall we get a little closer then? I'm kind of wondering. I mean, if we don't have to make a mess, then they're gonna notice if I try and climb down there. That's all I'm saying. And, and just before I forget, I'll, I'll I'll relay the information about the disturbed rock and the fact that hey, looks like something big uh, was dragged here. You know about. With a nine, Some time you're, not ago. Sure. you're not really sure how long. <laughs> I did. Been yesterday, folks. I don't know. When he says that, at that point, can I do my check? Because this is my favorite terrain, so I can sure. tell. Yeah, um, you're experienced in because I'm a tracker. Traces, yeah, absolutely. So at that point, when he points it out, you're like, "Oh, right." Um, and so you can go ahead and roll either investigation or survival. And you this is it's, your favorite trait. It's usually my survival because I've got double proficiency on it. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> Making up for it tonight. That was a 29, I think, after all the numbers are numbered. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, so this is what I'm talking about, the difference between perception for me and survival. Just saying. Yeah. So you just begin to take it all in and it, the story begins to unfold in front of you. There was a firefight! Um, and uh, you... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's an old movie right The hand puppets come out. Yeah. You're like, and then he, um, so you can see these, these massive drag marks. As soon as Valerie points them out, you're like, oh, those were, those were, uh, Kostosh's legs dragged down here and imprisoned within this cavern. Um, you can see where they scraped along the wall at one point, uh, like dislodging a few rocks. You can see that, um, they actually damaged some of this wall to make it a bit wider so that he could come through here and get dragged down this uh, drop and then imprisoned below. You can also pick up these large, more, they're not like footprints. You, you see other small prints going through. You see with the Nat 2029, you see some bone devil footprints, the strange kind of four-toed bird-like claw marks of the feet kind of giving away their uh, their gait. You also see this chained slithering marks uh, of the chain devils uh, scratches along the rocks as they steady themselves and move sort of like Dr. Octopus down and around. Um, you also see these weird somewhat oval but mostly circular heavy duty dense they're probably they're they're probably a good two to three feet in diameter each large oval type it's it, it's not a footprint it's almost like somebody put a pillar down and then another pillar 
about, you know, 10 feet away, and then another one 10 feet further along, and it's right down the middle, uh, kind of where this, um, where Kostosh's drag marks uh, were. There's something else down there that left these weird marks on the floor. You see his hand, uh, also little smaller chain marks and etching marks extending off down the right side, the path you haven't gone down. Um, and you, can't, you don't pay much attention, but you do see that that way has been traveled. Not recently, but it has been traveled. So just so I can, uh, out of game, mm -hmm. just so I can understand, were you saying like that I was picking up that this particular demon lord is named Kostasha? Um, I'm saying Kostach. Uh, I think it's Kostachi is actually what it is, but I'm saying Kostash is the demon lord's Pistachio. name. Pistachio. Pistachio. Now I okay, Kostash. Kostash. We'll put a small. long A on that. Mm -hmm. Kostash. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, my name's Kostash. That's that's good to have, have to know. You you right. can tell that when he came in here, he was not under his own power. Right. Okay. Um. I'll I'll give that information to my companions and um, based on the information, I'm wondering if we can go around um, one yeah. of the things. So if I've been in my favorite terrain mm -hmm. for more than an hour and we've been here for a long ass time, yeah, like maybe not in this part, but we've been, you've been <laughs> in, in hell for a while, for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think this is also kind of like double. Um, Mountains. It's kind of mountainous. Yeah, that'll work. Know. Your it's, call. It's cavernous, but um, it's yeah. It is your it is your favorite. I don't terrain. think there is a favorite terrain of cavernous. <laughs> I like <Yeah>. holes. <laughs> I I like the holes. Never mind. Um. Anyway. Yeah, uh, when I've been here for an hour, that gives um, my companions benefits nice. to be able to navigate uh, difficult terrain without it being difficult terrain. Oh, fantastic. Because I basically could just be like, step there, step there, step there, step there, Thanks. go there, go, right? Um, cool. So uh, just something to keep in mind. Um all right, thank you. It doesn't slow us down, basically. Awesome. Now you're still climbing up and down this thing would slow you guys down, but um, that's different. Yeah, that's a different thing. But, but yes, I'm it, suggesting if we go around. Sure. Yeah, you can go scout that out. All right. So you you want to head off down that way? Any other uh, suggestions? Okay. So uh, I'm going to need a marching order as you go around that way. And can I get you to do some fresh stealth checks with per Pass Without Chase is still on? Oh, well, actually, you know what? I can let the... You haven't technically broken stealth. So just let me know what marching order you're going in is, is really all I need. 
I'm rolling I'm, nut first, but I'm going first. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely right. ahead of. I'll go last. It does look like there is a small crack or crevice heading further due north, extending further up between some rocks, and it gets quite narrow. It's only about ten feet wide and maybe fifteen feet tall. Um, you're not quite sure where that goes. Um, it you do hear the various sounds of the devils and stuff off to the left as it wraps around uh, and you see it widen up again uh, but not so wide at this point uh, as it wraps around and then begins to descend in a, in a more gentle pattern uh, around to the left as you make your way around this massive um, or around this curve and again, it gets a little lower here. It's now, it was down to about 50 feet in some places. Right about now, it's getting down to about 30 feet. And as you descend around this pattern, the ground is smoother and, and an easier curve, but the, the ceiling gets lower and lower until you finally get down to kind of down around this way, carefully walking, being really careful. You can move a wee bit quicker there. Um, not Fenris first, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and you you see now that it, the ceiling height is only about t- about fifteen feet up, which was fine for you, but it would be getting a little bit small for something the size of Kastash. Um Kastash. Uh And then it really gets narrow as it enters that space, and you can see from this angle that it does connect up um, uh, on a more gentle path but much, much smaller as the, the opening's only about not even 10 feet wide. Awesome. Uh, I love these closed spaces. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Actually, can I get you to do a wisdom saving throw for me there, uh, Fallery? As the course, ceiling my... gets lower and lower. It's my favorite terrain. <laughs> well, wisdom what? Saving throw? Yeah. You just love claustrophobic yeah. spaces. There you go. Whoa. 22. 20. That's a natural 19 on the dice. You're just like... the. Yeah, the, I've been here before. I know what I'm doing. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Till the next wisdom saving throw. <laughs> um, so at this point, can we see down in mm-hmm. here absolutely you can see into that same uh cavern but now you are at the level of that kind of first tier okay um you hear the devils inside can, can i see uh kustash yeah you can see him bound and chained his head slumped kustachio Costaccio. No, it's Costache. Costache. It's pronounced Carl, but... Yeah. You see Carl <laughs> chained up. His massive form just appearing to be more or less unmoving. You can see his shoulders heaving with breathing. And the chain devils are kind of rattling around and just kind of... One of them goes over and waves its, its hand at him and you see these chains across its chest. These little teeny... Uh, lines compared to his size just tighten and begin to bite into the flesh and just you can see it sink in all of a sudden the resistance broken and just blood just starts to 
pour down from that wound, just a chest crosses midsection there, or a cut across his midsection, uh, as, as though he's slowly being garroted by these smaller chains. Um, the, and you can hear this, this relatively loud, even at this distance, grunt. <clears throat> Henrietta, you understand it. It is speaking um, abyssal. So anyone who speaks abyssal would know. I can. They, they both do as well. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So you can understand it as it as it as it groans as you cannot kill me, puny. Bring me my hammer, and I will crush. Okay. I don't understand shit, so. Yeah. At that. What the hell was that? At that, can I... Um... Look to see... If I can locate... Um... Said hammer. Uh, do a perception check for me. God, because this is my favorite thing to do. Come on, Matt twenty. You've you got it in you. You've got it. Come on. Oh, there it is. <laughs> you can't sweep that the dice. Awesome. That's like Babe Ruth pointing at them stands and then clubbing himself in the back of the head. <laughs> for those listening at home, that is a Nat one for a grand total of two. Uh, I love it when the dice tell the story. All right, so you're just like you're trying to. See, you're looking. You're totally convinced you can find this hammer, and you're like looking out there, and you're you can't see anything. You see the lemurs. You see this big rock. You see this other big rock. You, and and at that point, you just uh, do a dexterity saving throw for me, please. You see a rock that looks like a hammer? Um, you're, you actually do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that as a, as a plot point there, Carl. Ooh, deck save, 27. 27. So you're leaning out to try and get a look at it, and as you do, your hand brushes a loose rock kind of at shoulder level up on this little lip, and it starts to fall. And you just go and catch it about a foot below the ground, making no sound. But you're pretty sure, in fact, you're pretty damn sure. You saw, leaning against the ca uh, against the cavern edge on this side, there's something that looked sort of like the head of a hammer. You couldn't see the shaft from this angle, but it really looked like a large stone maul kind of thing kind of leaning up against that side there right in kind of near where all those lemurs are nested and he's located over here uh he's the large black outline shape yeah okay all right i'm gonna share this uh in particular with valerie but with all of them but mostly with Valerie. 
Just so you know, that stone you saw is probably the size of like a dining room table. But he's a very large creature. Gotcha. But it, it was stone that didn't now, match with the surroundings. It looked somewhat worked. Um, again, you couldn't see the, the the shaft from this angle, but it's a pretty extreme angle. And there's a bunch of lemurs just kind of scrambling around over there. Not lemurs, lemurs. Should I go in closer and take a look? Um, also, the other thing... Um, uh, I want to kind of use if I'm if you let me is um, have we ascertained it by this point? I mean, we've been here for a really long time. Um, do we have the knowledge uh, that these uh, creatures, like in particular the Bone Devil and the um, Chain Devils, yeah, Chain Devils, uh, and I think we've come up against a smaller. Creatures uh, as well. You've seen, yeah, you've seen all of these creatures at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, do we know that they have, if they have true sight? That I don't, I don't know. That, um, they can they can see through the magic darkness, but they shouldn't be able to have true sight. Yeah, I don't. I think there are devils that do. It's, it's dark vision though, but, but there these are some ones, that you should, you should you should be fine. Yeah, I'm more if worried about Fallery. Fellas, right, yeah. Because you're still invisible, right? Uh, well, I, I will be when I decide to. Yeah, I don't know. Right Freaking shadow but, monks. Cause... I'm going to choose to be invisible today. <laughs> I'll use an action and go poof. Well, poof. here's my idea. Here's the plan. Um, I'm thinking we get... If Valerie could get over there, get the hammer, somehow stealthily get that to him at a coordinated time where we all get the drop on them, maybe we can take care of this quickly. Isn't the hammer the size of a dining room table? Like the head of it looked very large. Yeah, it's hard to tell from this angle. You've lifted bigger. <laughs> Did she lift Ste something really massive in a stealthily? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't say it was a well laid plan. I said it was a plan. <laughs> I'm willing to try it out. <laughs> Either right. that or we try to release him. How about I go a little closer and maybe get a bit more information I mean, on technically, you could just... Tr you don't have to lift it, per se. You could drag, right? Yeah, that might take a while. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there looks like I a mean, lot of crap in the middle there. I mean, I could... It, maybe maybe we take these things out, and then we, get, you know, free him and get him his hammer. Well, then we better pick what we're going to take out first. What's our biggest threat? The, I think, I think the chain. Because if they get us with that thing, we saw yeah. what Ben Coombe could do with it. Yeah, the two chain devils and the bone devil, those three are the main threats. Let's just take them out quick. And by the way, when she says Ben Coombe's name, she just kind of, there's a little twitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
noted. There's no negative tone or anything, just a little twitch. <laughs> like It's a sore spot. Yeah. No. Do I know if any of these creatures, be it lemurs, uh, bone devils, or chain devils, on their resistance to fire? Most uh, of them are going to be pretty hey, resistant hey, to I fire. I just had to ask. I just yeah. had to ask. Yeah. Some of them are even immune. Yeah. Pretty much any of these things are mm. immune to fire, practically, it seems. Oh, Dolly knows what he's going to sell at the next market. <laughs> I brought it all the way to hell. I don't know why it's not working. <laughs> uh, stupid necklace of fireball. Yeah. So it makes pretty and I colors. do, I do let them know that as soon as we're in position, um, to kind of activate our whatever plan we end up doing, uh, the Pass without a trace will be gone. All right. Yeah. So, so get where you gotta get. What if I go here? That way, I'm, I can be invisible and fly myself here. Well, and... technically, it's not open to the sky. Where you see walls, kind of extends up to about maybe thirty. Actually, eh, probably closer to fit. 45, 50 feet up is the max, but it kind of comes together and it narrows at the top into kind of a um, a point. And so it's it's kind of it would you could maybe get up and over that lip there and and kind of try to drop back down again. But it would be also a little bit of flying beside it to get around it in the in certain areas. But if if you're invisible okay. and stealthy enough, you could fly above these things and try to come down. Yeah, let's try it. All right. Let me... Go ahead and uh, begin, uh, yeah, point out where, go ahead and move yourself where you want to go. As the shadow monk invisibly just goes into the room. So you you leap into the air, you go kind of hovering close, as close to the ceiling as you can, as you kind of flap your wings without brushing them. And you get down and kind of, Managed to kind of grab onto the stones there. Can you do a, a stealth check for me, please? Yeah. You are technically within 30 feet of Darmida, so you still have Pass Without Trace. Oh. 29. Man, I have rolled... Uh, because of the number of them, I'm rolling with advantage rather than just each of them. And so I just rolled 8 and 8 before, and then this time I rolled 15 and 15. <laughs> so, but that does not beat your um, uh, 28, unfortunately, So or 29. So you are, you managed to just kind of wedge yourself in monk style, just one leg against one stone, the pressure keeping one against the other, um, your pressure keeping you aloft above this lemur as it's just like... <laughs> just like not even 10 feet below you as you're like above it it's a little bit of Leon the professional just into place there okay what else you, uh, Fenris what are you going to do um I am Why? I think as, as they're they're preparing to to fight right I am thinking 
the spell that I'm going to use. Um, I'm thinking of a spell. Rhymes with... Yeah, I got that. We... Just, I have a couple spells in my mind. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let them uh, get into position. Maybe let uh, Henrietta go first before sure, me. And then absolutely. I'll, I'm going to land on a spell. Henrietta, what do you want to do? Yeah, Henrietta's been quiet and thinking while people have been talking about this. She still doesn't really think this is the best plan, but doesn't really see any alternative that is going to happen, I guess. And also has sort of convinced herself that once this uh, demon is free, everyone here is probably going to get just killed anyway. So she's just been doing a lot of like internal thinking like what what alternatives are there what could i do da, da, da. and to the point where she has not like come up with any plan right okay. but, like can you do a wisdom saving um, throw for me internal debate sure uh that has a plus six to it but it's still only uh 15 oh plus four that was plus four sorry oh it's a 13 okay 13 is a fail as you're sitting there and you're you're hearing Kustash Kustashio, whatever his name is, um, kind of murmur in abyssal. And now that you can understand it, you realize you've heard something very similar, similar words, but you didn't know that they were words before. In your head, from your helm. You have this memory, and it's not happening right now. You have this memory of these words whispering up from the helm. And you kind of quietly mutter them, repeating them. You rem- you're very, at a very good ear for sound. So you re- you almost phonetically repeat them back to understand what it means. Can I, can I, can I, can I, like preempt you here mm. um i'm pretty sure i know that this is a helm of i'm not sure if it's devil or demon command now that i think about it um but one of those and that was one of those things that like occurred to her and she like knew she didn't want to do right now please continue like i'm okay absolutely with this, but no it's like that that thought had happened before whatever you are saying yeah, yeah absolutely but this is a little different it's it's also a helm that connects you to the divine and the demented. Half of the helm is, is a, a conduit to some kind of celestial power that has whispered to you benefits in the, in the dark. Yeah. And then other, the other side whispers perversions in your ear at random. It's very distracting. But fortunately, you haven't until now yeah. known what the words were, just that it was this... And so now you can understand those whisperings, having cast tongues on yourself, and you can hear. Mm-hmm. Um, you can hear the following. Champion, what have they done to you? <laughs> How you have fallen 
Perhaps. Perhaps. You're not done yet. This voice in your so head is... Just these, um, it's like narrating. sounds like a memory? No, this... Like happening now? You remember hearing this sound, but now you understand what it is saying. And so this is happening I, I almost think. like a narration. And as you start to listen to it, it's like you turn up the volume on it and you can pick it out better. And oh. so you can hear this voice kind of along for the ride on the left side of your brain. Yeah. You also hear to talk to it. So this is like that sure, thing, yeah. right? Where like everyone's like making a plan and everyone's like, All right, we're ready, okay, go. Everyone looks over at Henrietta and, and Henrietta's just just like eyes locked forward. Like, far off look, yeah, just like you know, concentrating on whatever's going on in their helmet. I wanna see if I can like communicate with it, just like Sure, what do you want to you know, say? One of those, like, initially just like can you hear me kind of things before we even sure. bother. Go ahead and go ahead and say it. Now. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm like, I'm thinking, I don't know if that, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, that's what she's doing anyway. Um, can you, can you hear me? I can, I can understand you. <sighs> All right, calm down. Understand the weakling now does find. I see you seek Zariel. Did you say Ariel? Zeriel. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> Under the signal. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to take too much time here. So no problem. Like, Absolutely. Think, like, so you're just like, I can hear this. Everyone looks over yeah. at Hen and she's just like, eh, All right. right? And you're like, we gotta go. <laughs> Meanwhile, roll initiative. Just so we know what happens yeah. when. Uh, should I roll now? or? Yes, please. Everybody roll. Just so we can keep on top. Oh, on my D and D notes, I just saw the word, the name Ernie Batch, and I was like, "Oh, Ernie!" <laughs> that was from the Shadowrun we just played. All right, uh, Fenris seventeen, D- uh, Henrietta eighteen, nice, uh, Bella, tw- uh, sorry, Darmida twenty-one. Nice. And Valerie just stepped away. So Valerie is like looking down at the lemur trying not to vomit. Uh, Valerie, sorry about that. Valerie, can you roll initiative, please? Yes, of course. Sorry about that. That's all right. Gotta do do what you gotta do. Initiative... Twelve. 
you're you're above this lemur and this stench coming off of this thing of rotten flesh is just like you almost throw up in your beak and that's what throws uh. you off all right uh all right so top of the order darmita what do you want to do they have not oh. they don't appear to have noticed you Okay. Are you going to wait for Valerie? You don't know where Valerie is now. You can't see him. <laughs> or her, rather. Ay, ay, ay. Um, You're welcome to delay if, if you I want. Do, yeah, if I do that, boy, oh boy, I'm going to kind of fuck myself. <laughs> like the first time an attack is made still should count as the first round, right? It like does for your ability. I, I, no, I'm, I'm talking to the GM here. <laughs> like, you know, rules. I mean, I don't know. I All agree. Right, what with do you, you want? Personally. What do you want to do? You can delay. Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah. Uh, the. You notch the arrow. You're ready to go. But what do you want to do? Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna. Can I stealthily do my bonus action and uh, do Hunter's Mark on the? I think this one here. There's a. Uh, Which one is a? Oh, uh, a Lemur. Uh, the Chain oh, Devil is here and he and here. Oh, okay. I see. And then there's the Bone I, I Devil. I think I see. You won't be able to stealthily do it though, right? Like the moment you put a hunter's mark, they're yeah, gonna know. That's they they can probably sense that kind of malice. Oh as you... yeah, because they're like magically attuned. That's a good point. Right. Okay. But you're welcome um, to put it on them now if you like, or you can delay. I'm gonna have to move I'm on. I'm gonna hold you... off. Okay, and Henrietta. I'll just knock my arrow. Fair enough, okay. Henrietta. I'm not having a conversation in my head. Okay. Uh, that'll keep going on inside your head for now. Uh, Fenris. So I see kind of like the a bit of the restraint from the others. And I just feel um, a bit of something kind of welling inside me <laughs> when it comes to just something different and it, and it just just almost little shadowy whispers come to me and um while i was kind of holding it off for a little bit um i i just listened to it and i decide to go with it and i will cast uh i will um bonus action drop a wolf on the bone devil but i will cast mental prison on the chain devil and i will twin it all right so, so like go, go ahead and place your wolf and you're twinning it for the chain devil and what else the other chain devil okay all right, so, so I just shadows like, behind you this see, bone. like shadows just yeah. swirl around them, and then all of a sudden they split. Something new happens, and they split into two. And so they let's try this out. They must each. Um, it's an intelligence save. 
I think I don't know if they have resistance, but yeah. <clears throat> All right, intelligence save. Sorry, I'm gapping out. <laughs> All right. And what's the DC? Sorry. Seventeen. One of them fails. The other. Let me just pull up Chain Devil. I permanently bookmark all the devils in this book. It's like, I know what you're fighting for the next year. You would think I would anyway. You know what? But... You fought Chain Devil. Yeah, you you remember the last time you fought. I remember them being very intelligent, but you never know. I know the Bone Devil's intelligent, so I avoided him. Yeah. All right. Sorry about the delay. I should have had that all set to rock and roll. Chain also, Devil. Also, we are close to the hard Todd, stop. Yeah. Just. We got twelve minutes. I have twelve minutes to kick your yeah, butts. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, all right, Probably they both fail. Include in outro in that time, though. Yeah, okay. yeah. They. Do you want me to do a roll for damage for each, or? Uh no, no, they're both the same. Or just. Uh... As these shadows just. So. <laughs> Is that do damage? Oh, I thought it only did damage if they moved. Okay. No, it starts off. They. So. Would this action then trigger mine? Because I forgot to actually give a... I guess I was just holding for, well, what I thought was Valerie to do which... Fenris just shrugs do, past but... you. Is like... <laughs> I think it is fair to do it if you think yeah. that's what Darmita would do. I mean... Yep, that's fair. I guess she was waiting for... She yeah, was trying something. to be restraining herself. You know, let her... All right. You know, somebody tried to get something in And he's just like, out of the way. <laughs> Alright, 22 damage on both of yeah. them, and the Bone Devil yes. uh, is just the the shadow of the wolf. is comes padding out of the dark right behind it. Alright, coming up next, we have... Um, so it rose a 14 intelligence. And so, like, uh, just to describe it a bit, yeah. again, what they see is just kind of a curtain of shadows swirling around, and then all of a sudden they turn into hundreds of wolves and get shadowy wolves and forms and gaping maws um yeah literally gaping maws the word of the night looking at them yes gaping maws biting and rending them and they are restrained they can't see or hear beyond the illusion around them and uh their speed is zero wow is this is the same one you did against that other thing a while back but you twinned it right the the, yeah, now I twinned it, so I just spent yeah. six sorcery points to twin it. But they are both and... encased in this illusion, uh, so, sort of illusionary. It's in their mind, uh, being just torn yeah. at. Yeah. And the bone, de- they both just drop the dice and and halt, and their chains start flicking and flashing and swinging around trying to defend them, and uh, and cursing. And the bone devil kind of stops what it's doing and turns towards them. Is like, hey. Uh, and if you remember, this is Chubaludo, uh, the Bone Devil, turns to them. I honor the the okay. suggestions by our chat. Uh, Chubaludo uh, turns and says, Hey, what's going on? Okay, coming up next. Uh, finally, Fallery. Hey, can we call him Chubbs for short? <laughs> sure. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Which is a very ironic name Um, for a bone devil. 
Or not. <laughs> Ayo. So, I'm from up. To, I'm up, up top there, right? Yep. Um. So, I want to try and use the javelin, but with targeting him. But if that happens, I also want to see if I can get him. But I don't think with the angle, I'd be able to do it. It it is a straight line, right? So you would have to be kind of in yes. behind or next to the lemur down below in order to keep it in the straight line. If you want to drop down right next to it and then launch, you, that would work. But you would be smushed between it and the wall. Honestly, lemurs are nothing. Like, yeah, like lemurs don't are waste fodder. anything on them. Oh, I, the target being chain devil is just I would get the lemur. A long At way. At the same time. I mean, could you get both Jane Devils? Um, I have to move somewhere like here or here. You could fly. Yeah, fly I can. <laughs> and then there's that, the large kind of worked stone below the hammer. Although, it's mostly, from this angle, you're like, it's just a stone. I don't know what she's talking about, but okay. Yeah, you just, realizing it's not a hammer. <laughs> you're, it does look odd, though. It, it does yeah. look like a rectangular section of stone. Well, I'll check it out after. All right. All right. You I'll zip across. Here, across. I'll, uh, I'll see break invisibility, so I'll chuck the javelin of lightning. Nice. Uh, range, is, range is 30 feet, so that should make it. So I am aiming for this person because i think the bone devil is higher he's, up right he's he's uh, no he's not they're all about the same height so you could try to get all three of them go for it hit all three of them well then can um, i aiming. plot point something here absolutely when you throw this it's a, it's a, it's a i'm not exactly sure what the lightning javelin is if it turns into a lightning bolt or how that it works. does but i would love it if it like had a thunderous explosion that knocked things back when it hit them that just sounds cool also i'm winking at gordon right now <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right let's resolve this um the lightning first so all go right, ahead and make so, your attack or, or is yeah. it a saving throw okay so let's uh i have not looked up a lightning javelin i think it's probably some kind of save or is so it an attack advantage um, you were unseen? Well, the, the... Somebody said I had advantage, but, uh... You're invisible, so you should, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's that. The, the, the chain devils are restrained, so you have advantage. Oh, uh, right. And they have disadvantage. Oh, you are so lucky, because that is a nat 1 and a 19. Yep. <laughs> so, um... So each creature in line, excluding me and the bone devil, must make a DC 13... Dexterity saving throw. It doesn't hit the bone devil from here? Well, it should, but... Oh, I see. It's the... It's the other yeah. two. I get you. Okay. Uh, DC 13, you say. All right, let's see. That is a fail. They should have disadvantage on that, right? From restrain, yeah. yeah. And... They... No, they don't automatically fail. That's paralyzed, I'm thinking of. Okay. And yeah, that is... Disadvantage. Yeah. And that is if they both failed. Nice job. All right, so all you guys see is this little flicker of motion, and then just the bird 
woman appears and just launches this thing. And it just, as soon as it leaves her fingertips, it just turns into this brilliant white yellow bolt of lightning. Just the whole room lights up with this flicker. Everyone is like momentarily shock blind uh, as it blasts out, just tearing through both chain devils, the, the sparks arcing all over them. And in fact, because they're metal, it actually tracks along their chains as well to various points. So you even see the the Kostosh um, goes as some of the shocks, uh, some of the chains are attached to him. Some of the chains actually extend upwards into some of these lemurs. They were chained, like leashed to these lemurs. And uh, an, like so an, a weird arc of sparks extends off of this, a little thinner than the main bulk. But you can see these things Um, uh, as these things just, and it did 21 points of damage. All right. Yeah. I have a possible 24. To both of them and to the bone devil as well, right? That's correct. Providing that 19 hit, I guess. Uh, 19 just hits. And I mean, just that was its AC. Well, the the Bone Devil would, would roll a deck saving throw, right? Uh, yeah. But it did actually save. I think so, yeah. Oh, man, I'm rolling garbage for the enemy tonight. That's a five. Plus three is eight. Okay. It fails. So all of them failed and took the shocking damage. Um, at this moment, you, you're all just watching these sparks just all over them, and you see them arcing along the chains, and you see them arcing up over that. One of the chains was attached to that hammerstone and all right up next uh it's their turn and the jig is up so at this uh, m- do i oh yeah you get to resolve go for I it i get my yeah dermita yeah um so this is why do you don't let your players have a surprise my... round <laughs> yeah i can't do my um bonus action because i did a held action mm-hmm. but i did read the the description again mm-hmm. and I held my action to do an attack and because of that I should still get my three attacks yep uh, uh, yeah that's fair according to the dread ambusher yep absolutely um, so but I don't get my damn but that's okay you know whatever uh so uh deck number uh, so on, Ooh, I'm going Kost- for this Kostosh, the guy, guy right here. Just a, a bit of housekeeping. Kostosh yeah, also failed his deck save. Closest to me. And chose to succeed. Anyway. Um, which so one? So I'm going for the one closest to me over here. Absolutely. Is that advantage? Uh, yep, it has advantage. Because he's restrained? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's a 31. That's a crit. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead and uh, do some damage. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's not Hunter's Mark, though. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't get that bonus, Hunter's Mark doubling. So it's ah. 14. I'll just resolve all of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is he... I guess he's still standing. Yeah, I'll still just standing. nail him until he's gone. Okay. Uh, that's a 16. 16. That doesn't 
does hit, but barely I get my... hit. Actually, it does. It just hits. The 16 does hit? It does. AC okay. 16. You guys okay. keep just, just pegging as the right, arrows. So like, that's another... It sticks in. You see it sticking out between some writhing chains that are binding across. And just... These creatures, right. you can see a little bit of the flesh scratched and torn underneath this devilish looking face but it, mostly it's just wrapped in chain after chain after chain oof alright and 30 and that might hit and 13 a 30 might miss Thirties, you got I understand let me, let me check you know. and so yeah okay that's another 13 <laughs> oh that is 70 points um, of damage in a round okay yeah and then that's your turn and that'll bring us to the end alright as, That's my turn. So as the flash of the lightning fades and the arrows go flying and the shadows are enveloping, um, as the flicker of the lightning eventually fades and the javelin is now stuck into the bone devil, it's just like... <clears throat> and it yells out, and the rest of them kind of leap into action. Um, the, the restrained ones kind of writhing and flailing at these unseen to you are very dim... Uh, shadows, so they're not going to be too effective. However, you see the sparks. Um, oh, actually, the uh, limiers, um, just for the sake of brevity, a couple of them burst from the electrical. Like, literally, they go, yeah, and cook, and then just liquefied flesh. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's disgusting, slashing along the stone. So, two of them burst, one of them did. One of them did make it safe. This one right up here in the corner. Luckiest lemur in town. Uh, and then the rock, the electricity is playing across this rock in a very strange way. And it's hugging it and flickering. And then boom, boom, you see these two glowing spots on the rock. And then it just goes... And you see this larger... It's not just... Like, it's worked as stone and rock, and it's very much the same kind of material that you see the um, the hellish iron is made. And this thing just begins to stand up. It was all collapsed down, like in a ball, and now it's like... It is this very large rock and stone and... Um, um, infernal iron golem begins to rise up and look around and it sees there's trouble and begins it looks out and, and, and looks down at the bone devil and the bone devil goes attack you fools and it just takes this massive lumbering step forward boom <laughs> And uh, seeing that Fallory is the only one nearby that it can see immediately, it starts lumbering towards him. Boom. Boom. It does manage to get base to base with you. I think we cut to Blake, though. Like, that is just, like, it just waking up. Yeah. And it's just towering over Fallory, who's just, like, loving the javelin that you just threw. And that's where we're going to call it for the next. That was so cool. <laughs> and the lightning plays across it, and it looks down. And it's like, <laughs> and we're gonna pause for the night. All right. So, 
That did not go as I thought. Oh, yeah. Chain devils didn't uh, disturb disturb like their proximity, did they? But I guess <laughs> we can resolve that next time. We're going to resolve that next time. Okay. Next time. Yeah. So thanks very much for playing, guys. That was fun. I'm sorry we couldn't go longer. You know me. I want to keep going. But I also have an early start, so I should probably get to sleep. But uh, thanks very much for playing. And thanks very much, Internet, for watching. Uh, and listening after the fact. Uh, don't forget, if you enjoy our games, tune in every Thursday. We do Shadowrun every uh, three weeks or so, I think it is. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, every three weeks we do some Shadowrun, and otherwise uh, we do some Dungeons & Dragons, playing some Hellscape. Uh, I want to say, Gordon and and uh, and Darcy, it was fun to see you guys have that moment. I, I think that was my... I don't know, are you going to pick a... Uh, an MVP for this game? I don't know. I think everybody had a good moment or two. Um, also, yeah. anybody have any name suggestions for tonight's episode? That also goes for you, Internet, if you have any name suggestions for tonight's episode. Oh, the last thing, just before we we're uh, done. Carl's Ma, clearly. Carl's <laughs> Ma. Um, yeah, that might Carl's have to be it. whips and chains. Yeah. And then uh, just just one little housekeeping little bit before we're done. The last thing that the camera would see is the eye of the demon lord just <clears throat> opening. Like sparks on the eyelashes and it's just like... <clears throat> anyway, we'll come back to that. <laughs> okay. Carl's uh, Ma? Is that our... Uh... We actually have an episode oh. called Darmida's Mom. <laughs> So it's kind of in the same strain. Um. <laughs> whips and whips and chains. I feel like that might also be an episode More. title already. I don't know. We've been at this for 41, yeah, 42 episodes. Actually. Yeah, whips I and chains. I think and, that was an episode named yeah. for um, one of Ben Coombe's episodes. I think so. It might have been one of his last. So, Oh, Ben Coombe. If only yeah. you guys had a barbarian to take the hits now because your squishy monk is about to get squished I mean... whoa whoa hey not well, that squishy that's you're not that squishy <laughs> and also you have a bard paladin that in theory is really hard to hit but she's busy having a conversation with um, a demon in her head <laughs> literally a demon in her head yeah and it is demon by the way that goes badly thank you yeah. All right, so uh, we're, I think it might, might end up being Carl's Maw. And uh, anyway, we'll be back here in a week. Uh, and I mean, it could also be just Demon Lord Carl. That's also good. <laughs> the wrath of the Demon Lord Carl. Maybe that'll be next week, though. He's only just, just waking up. I'm yeah. Carl, and I support that message. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, everybody, for playing. And uh, I think that's it for tonight. So we'll see you next time. And, oh, I just want to keep playing. All right. And so uh, as I always cool. try to wrap up, I do want to say everybody on the internet and listening after the fact, thanks very much for spending some time with us. And uh, be safe. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And we'll see you next week. Take care. Good night.
And thanks so much for tuning in. We try to record all of our games as much as possible, whether that's Dungeons and Dragons or Shadowrun or another tabletop role-playing game. Just a quick side note about all the licenses and copyrights involved. Our music is all Creative Commons attribution music on our live stream video feed or YouTube replay or Twitch VOD. We always attribute each individual artist. So be sure to check out those individual artist attributions. Lots of love to so many people who make their work available so that we can do what we do. So thank you. It influences our game. It makes it immeasurably better. So, so much appreciation for them. Let's not forget the makers of the games. Dungeons and Dragons is copywritten by Wizards of the Coast. They own it. They make it available to all of us to play, and it's wonderful. We are in no way affiliated with them, and nor do they endorse this podcast, but we are very appreciative. The other game we often play is Shadowrun, which is Catalyst Games. And again, we are not affiliated with them, and they do not endorse us, but we really appreciate their game, and we hope you appreciate our game. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Twitch and YouTube and watch for those live games once we're streaming them out. And of course, we do accept suggestions for names, so please hit us up on Instagram and name our stuff. All right, thanks so much. I'm Todd, and this has been SideQuest Live. We'll see you again soon.